0: Most golfers would like to be able to play where the pros play. Sadly, we're not going to get on the PGA Tour, not with our skill set. However, you can still play where the pros have played if you put a bit of time and effort into it. This podcast tells you how to follow in the footsteps of giants. E back to another episode of In the Footsteps of Giants, a podcast that is designed to help you think more about getting your mates together and getting out and playing golf a little further afield and uh, coming up with a few new challenges and ways to enjoy the game of golf, especially if you do like we did uh, 30 years ago, form a society and go out and try and chase down some of the golf courses where the pros have played so that you have a better understanding of uh, what it is they face on a weekly basis by comparison to what we have to do. But anyway, on the journey with me and my co-host for this series of podcasts is my long-standing mate, Des, who is uh, again joining me in the Nick Faldo suite here in South Belfast, where we're uh, coming to the end of COVID restrictions and we're beginning to think about life after lockdown.
1: Good evening, Thor. And, uh, I know you're looking across at another big happy face because I got another game of golf yesterday. Although yesterday we had about a five minute snow shower.
0: (laughs) <laughs> do, do you know what I I uh, this has happened a lot and if you remember over the years the, we we play the first night of our uh, Renegade Players tour season on the first Tuesday night in May and three times in the history of the Renegade Players tour we've had snow on the first night while we've been out in the golf yes, course yes. and and as you know Northern Ireland isn't renowned for its annual snowfall And yet somehow it always seems to happen when we start playing golf.
1: (laughs) Well, I thought uh, our good friend Barra Best, our weatherman for the BBC today, uh, said, he says, forget about wishing for uh, snow at Christmas because we always get it at Easter. And I think that's probably very
0: true. (laughs) Well, again, it's something I had not given a lot of thought to. Now, I suppose because of the type of anorak I am, I'm probably likely to go and look <laughs> up the statistics. It's a bit like, and digression number one of the evening, here it uh-huh. comes. Um, I once used a phrase in work when I was debating with a couple of my uh, work colleagues. I said, oh, no, 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 it's too cold to snow. Yeah, And that's a phrase that is used yes. loads and loads. This got to a debate where we went, how can it be too cold to snow? because it snows in places like Antarctica, where it's yes. really quite colder than it is here, and it's too cold to snow. So they, this debate ended up in a phone call to the Queen's Physics Laboratory, okay. where they actually told us, yes, you can create conditions where it is too cold to snow in a laboratory, where all the moisture has effectively been removed. Okay, but yes. where it comes from is when you get a very clear sky day and it's a very clear-skied night... And it drops to a really cold temperature because it doesn't snow, because there are no clouds, because it's a clear sky. Mm-hmm. Then people have come up with the phrase, oh, it's too cold to snow.
1: Well, Martin, you you always said this podcast is not just entertainment.
0: It's know? obviously not entertainment. <laughs> if, if that's the, the it's height, educational. If that's the height of what you and I have to talk about tonight. I,
1: I think the one thing you always do remember about snow is you don't eat yellow snow.
0: Uh, no, uh, and again, if there are children listening, we are particularly <laughs> keen that you take uh, this sort of advice on board. But anyway, tonight's show is more a little sort of a roundup show. We are because we're only coming to the end of lockdown, we haven't been able to get as many of our guests into the studio to talk and and tell some of the renegade players' tour stories. We are hoping to get back to that very very shortly and start producing some episodes. We have a three-part South Africa special coming. We have a three-part California special coming and a few other uh, tours to talk about and and various things and a a bit more to try and uh, explain what we have managed to achieve over the last 30 years. But tonight's is more of a kind of a roundup show. And, you know, what is breaking news today may not be breaking news by the time this podcast goes out yes. but but what we were talking about before the the show started here was very much the breaking news today that uh the uh, the LA Sheriff's Department mm. has announced that uh, Tiger Woods' accident was
1: well, you know, it was actually going back to our previous podcast because it was something I was going to bring up because uh, it was only then, about a week ago, that uh, the the police department said they have now determined the cause of the accident. And they, they, they said they've now got all the information. However, it will not be released to the public domain until they get permission from Tiger's team. I thought, you know, uh, if we had an accident, Martin, you know, do you think we could uh, ask the police to hold everything until you hear from uh, the Thor team?
0: Well, I I don't know. Um, I mean, again, I uh, obviously with my 20 RPT majors, I'm even more famous than than Tiger. correct, correct. Um, I I do think that the police service of Northern Ireland probably wouldn't take much heed of my request.
1: No, no, nor mine, I don't think. (laughs) But uh, no, yes, so they've just now released, uh, obviously Tiger's team have allowed it to be released. And they've just told us that the crash was caused by excessive speed. Now, there's a shock. But actually, they did state that he was nearly twice the limit, uh, the speed limit. Uh, which uh, around that corner, I think was forty-five miles an hour, and he was uh, well. The back, the black box, sorry, has been uh, clocked uh, that it was he was doing
0: eighty-seven miles per hour. Yeah, well, you know, the funny thing about uh, hitting a significant bend at eighty-seven miles an hour is yes. yeah, it's kind of hard <laughs> to get the whole vehicle round there. I mean, I I do believe, and that Tiger's accident is in effect. The end of Tiger's professional yes. golfing career. Yes, I, I so. mean, we're, we're talking about the rehab or we're hearing stories that the rehab could take between one and two years. Yeah. Well, one yeah. and two years. Yeah. That puts Tiger towards the back end of his 40s. Yeah. And Tiger is the most phenomenal athlete, uh, certainly golfer we've ever yeah. seen and his dedication to fitness and all the rest of it. But the injuries have mounted up yeah. and mounted up.
1: But I mean, is that one to two years rehab for him getting back to relative fitness to be able to walk or even to get onto a wee jogging machine or whatever? Whether it's getting him back to be able to swing the golf the golf club again to the extent that he was uh, pre the accident. Uh I don't know i don't know i I can't see it i really
0: i can't see it. I would be very doubtful and and as someone who's been a fan of Tiger Woods most of the way through his career um I think you know I am now even more delighted that he won the masters in two thousand and nineteen, yes, yes. and we got that swan song we yeah. got that last chance to see it and everybody yep. even at that time kind of assumed this might be the last one yeah. but not for the reasons we, we've um, yes.
1: I think I think Jack Nicholas is sitting comfortable uh, in with his 18 majors uh, and it's going to be a long time before somebody tops that I,
0: I don't I don't think yeah. anybody will get there I, I thought actually there was a very interesting little story came out today as well which said that Rory McIlroy had actually visited with Tiger Woods yes. in the last few days to talk to him about his recovery and all the rest of it. And he was going through Tiger's house and he saw the the room with the 15 replica trophies mm. of the major wins. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's all these trophies. And uh, Rory said, uh, where, where are all the other trophies? And Tiger went, I don't know. <laughs> it's not so all, his, all his standard PGA wins I can tell you where every one of my yes. trophies is <laughs> likewise uh, and, and, and there, but I, I really thought that, that yeah. was the indication that as far as Tiger is concerned those 15 majors are what it was all about yes, yes. and you know uh, and again that was the other thing Rory said in the, the little article I read today was that uh, it made him realise all the way home when he was driving home he said you know at the end of the day that's what i'm going to be judged against yes, if i if i don't win more majors so as we're recording this you know the the masters 2021 hasn't finished so we we don't know the outcome of the masters uh, 2021 but um you know we're confident rory will win more majors we're just not confident
1: when yes well
0: and we just, discussed that in our in our yeah, masters preview but
1: before we leave that uh, that last uh, we bit about Tiger, uh, I think we should also state that there was no evidence of intoxication or impairment. So uh, that, that, that's a bit of a plus, I think, on that.
0: Well, I, I think it's an essential plus, yeah. uh, you know, because, again, yeah. you, I, I would hate to see that. Yeah. But actually,
1: now, looking back at the Masters, uh, Martin, do you know that there was, they talked about the five big names that were missing from the Masters, Uh, And and obviously, Tiger was one for for his reasons. Uh, And the second one, which uh, I think we talked about before. Well, we did discuss, we knew Ricky Ricky Fowler Fowler hadn't made it
0: after a a significant streak.
1: Uh, There was another one, Charlie Hoffman wasn't there. And he's been there for about the last five years okay. And Charlie Hoffman, who came second to Spieth at the previous competition, the Valero Taxes, But
0: he didn't even make it. It's interesting because Charlie Hoffman. I think if we check the statistics, unless I'm mistaken, Charlie Hoffman has been the round one leader at the Masters on several occasions. He he, he seems to have come out of the traps a lot of times and. Blitzed the course the first day Does ropes. okay the second day Gets into And he's in the top two or three uh, And then he on the Saturday He moves backwards And on the Sunday He maybe plays okay But he ha- he's obviously never won it But I yep. mean yep. He, He's he got a very good performance record At the Masters But he's missing Or was yeah, missing Was missing, yeah
1: And one of our other Little talking points From a few pods ago uh, Angle Cabrera Of course wasn't <laughs> Wasn't there Well actually That's,
0: that's a very good point uh, Actually our talking point In our, our Masters preview Program was about past champions who keep coming back even when they have no chance of winning. Yes, and I don't know that Angel Cabrera had quite reached that point, but it must have been because no. we haven't heard much. He definitely has to be in the seniors by now. Oh,
1: we would, yes, and yes, uh, he's, he's you know.
0: But uh, by all accounts, uh, several charges pending <laughs> there
1: against. There is, there is. I mean, he was arrested in Brazil. Uh, I think he's been uh, deported back to Argentina. But apparently, uh, 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 I was reading that his ex-wife has also filed two charges against him. And another partner has also made claims about him, so
0: he's not looking too good at the minute, Ankle. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't expect to uh, to see uh, Ankle back at the Masters no. anytime
1: soon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other, the last one I'll say that we talked about wasn't at the Masters was uh, our good friend Patrick uh, Harrington, uh, because of, you know, uh, unfortunately. He Fail to meet any of the qualifying uh, conditions. Uh, but actually, would you believe it? He has not made an appearance at the Masters since 2015.
0: It surprises me a little bit. But then when you suddenly think back and you go, actually, Podrig really hasn't done very much for the last f- few years. Pa- no. Podrig is remarkable because even by his own admissions, he just worked really, really hard. And he ended up winning three majors, which is,
1: yes. you know,
0: Nothing, nothing to be sneezed at. Yeah, but he didn't ever hugely excite.
1: No, 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 no. I mean, you talk about those old boys at the Masters and whether they should be there or not, and of course, Padraig has he won the two thousand and seven, two thousand and eight Open, and he's got lifetime
0: uh, exemption at the Open. At
1: the Open, correct. So.
0: I can see. Funnily enough, that the funny thing about the Open is that I can see and bringing past champions back to the open when you have a field of a nearly 160 starting yeah. you're not taking a lot away from the the youngsters coming to the game yes but yes. it at the masters where you've got a total field of about 76 78 players yep. uh, you know you you're taking quite by by bringing 10 past yep, champions yep, or yep. various things you're taking opportunities away so that was part of the reason we were we were a little bit debating yeah. whether or not that was still a, a legitimate way that for the Masters to look at it. But the Masters will do what the Masters does.
1: Yes, of course, you know. You know? And uh, I don't see that... I, I, I don't even think they're talking about that. Uh, so I can't see that changing for a good few, year, few years yet. You know? No, yeah. no. no. Yeah.
0: Well, one of the things I've been doing in generally trying to think about where we're going next, um, and I mean where we're going next... As with my group of golfing mates the renegade players Tour, we're we're constantly looking for a few new challenges we're looking for things to go and do that we've never done before they're a bit of challenges and we have mentioned that uh, we are optimistic that we have an upcoming tour entitled the des and Fez Tour which is going to Morocco and that yeah. that yeah. <laughs> that mm-hmm. that if it comes off will will be a nice new little adventure but I was looking at, at some things that are a little more extreme than that and, and just a little bit more challenging than that. So I'm gonna run a couple of options by you and see which one one you kind of bite on most des that you think we should be okay. doing doing next. And and I haven't run these by Dez yet. Cause I think it's always best to surprise them. <laughs> it is, yes.
1: You get a better reaction, I think.
0: <laughs> so um one of the ones and I mean we, we're we're guys who um I don't think we're going to do uh, what's called Camp Boniface. Between North and South Korea. I think we can probably say we're not going to go and do that. And apparently, that's just a single par three hole somewhere at a military base, but it, it goes right into no man's land and is uh, on either well, side. You know,
1: actually, just on that, Kim Jong un, isn't he the only man uh, has had seven hole in ones in uh, a single a round, round of golf? Yes. I heard and it was that. his
0: first ever round of golf. <laughs> yes. There is apparently, and I did discover this in my research, there is only one golf course in North Korea, and it's in Pyongyang. Okay. And it is the, the course where apparently Kim Jong il uh, actually um, scored this phenomenal like seven, eight under par the very first time he ever played golf and therefore decided he had it mastered and would yes. never play it again. No. I'll be honest. I'm not convinced he's telling the truth. No, no, no. (laughs) Although, was Caddy standing by him? Oh, yeah. (laughs) The the Caddy they can find. Yeah. Um, um, But so, I I don't think that one is. There's unexploded mines in the rough and all the rest of it. I think it's a par three, and and every so often, players just hit towards the green. I don't think that's for us. Then there's Yumanak in Greenland. Do you fancy playing it, Des?
1: Greenland. Um, Is it North or South Greenland? It, well, makes- it's
0: definitely the World Ice Golf Championship uh-huh. is played must in be Greenland, North Greenland then. and it's uh, played in temperatures as low as minus fifty degrees Celsius. <laughs> oh, right. And the rules are exactly the same as normal golf. You use an orange ball. I appreciate that might cause you Uh-oh. a personal problem.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> the
0: holes are slightly shorter, and the cups are larger, but the major factor. That causes problems is that people get frozen. So, <laughs> no. not convinced that's the one. That no, we're, we're I think we'll do. skip that one. yes. Okay. Uh, I didn't think. I didn't think you'd pick no, that one. I no. I have one picked out that I think we should do, but okay. um, that that wasn't it.
1: Sounds good.
0: Um, the Merapi golf course in Indonesia is wraps mm. around uh, an active volcano that has erupted several times <laughs> in recent <Okay>. years. <laughs> Do you want to go and play alongside an active volcano?
1: <laughs> well, you know, we we could go. I think we we'll someday we'll go to Iceland. You know, and I mean, Iceland's erupting at the minute. Do you know, so. I
0: have not checked if there are golf courses in Iceland. Oh, there must there be. must be. Oh, but there must be. Uh, that yes. is something I will check straight yes. after this. Okay, uh, there's a, a golf course in the United States of America called Prison View, mm-hmm. and this is possibly the only golf course in the world where oh. a background check is required before you're even allowed onto the first tee. <laughs> but wait, but sure, we've got the beers. That's a very good point. We, we, well, we can scrub that off then. Yes. Um, uh, but apparently, the course in America is kept by the prisoners, but they're not allowed to play it. Okay. As you can imagine, you cannot bring firearms, drugs, or alcohol, <laughs> or any other contraband item onto the course. But for just ten dollars a round, oh. you can play it. I do think that would be interesting. Yes. All right. Um, I looked at this. This next one, I genuinely looked at not that long ago because I was heading out to Australia. And this is the Coober Peddy Opal Fields Golf Club in Australia. Mm-hmm. And it's in Southern Australia. It's a unique 18-hole course, mainly due to the fact that it does not feature a single blade of grass. <laughs> okay. There's no grass at all. And... Um, But despite being one big sand trap, the grassless fairies... Fairies? Fairies. (laughs) That's a Justin Thomas special. Uh, The grassless (laughs) fairways create a lot of roll, and the greens are made out of oiled sand and apparently are surprisingly smooth to put on. Oh, lovely, lovely. Uh,
1: And I have to say now, I, I do think Australia... Does compete with America for the naming of golf courses. What was the name of that one again? Cooper
0: Peddy Opal Fields yeah, Golf Club.
1: That's a man's
0: golf club. And here's a very strange and unique fact. Totally true. It is. It has reciprocal playing rights with another course in the world. Oh, it's twinned it's, with. It's twinned with another golf R- course in mount. the world. No. St. Andrews. Oh, is it? <laughs> it has got reciprocal playing rights with St. Andrews. So if you're a member of St. Andrews, you can play Cooper Petty, Opal Fields Golf Club in Australia for oh, free. Oh, lovely. And vice versa. You really want to just, uh, when you is get it, a moment, check it? it out, people. Check out that <laughs> golf course. The photographs of it, I really wanted to go and try and play can you it. Get,
1: can you get a country membership on it? Do you know? I don't know. Uh, well, check that out. Maybe I please. don't know.
0: Here are the two that I think we possibly could do. Okay. Well, sorry, I'll give you a couple of others that I think we probably won't do, but I would quite like the idea of. And here's one you you like the names of of American yes. Uh, yes. courses, um, Furnace Creek oh, yeah. in the USA, oh, no. located in Death Valley. 18 oh. eighteen-hole par seventy golf course, but temperatures in the summer reach a hundred and thirty degrees.
1: <laughs> yes, I think does not Death Valley hold the the record for the uh, the highest temperature on Earth.
0: I don't uh, know, I'd have to check, but it's I not far it it's not it far did. away. Yep. Okay. The other one that I think we could go and do. We'll
1: skip we'll skip we'll skip the Death Valley one.
0: There's a peak die course at the Brickyard Crossing USA. Oh. And that is the Brickyard Crossing features four holes inside the famous Indianapolis Motor Speedway where ah. the Indy five hundred is. Okay. Um now you're not allowed to play when there's an event on the track. Uh, well, but oh, when yeah. when there isn't. Oh. You know, you you I you can actually... We should, we, we've
1: done that. We've done that in Abu Dhabi with the Yaz court. Or wasn't it the... Well, the no, the Yaz course was close
0: to the track. It, it didn't it? go inside. This actually goes inside. This in. goes inside.
1: Okay. Okay. okay.
0: So here are the two. You have to pick between one of these two challenges, Des. Okay. You decide which one we're going to do. I'll give you first another Australian option. And this is the Nullarbor Links which is the longest golf course in the world because it measures 848 miles long (laughs) and spans two time zones. There is one hole in each participating town or roadhouse along the Erie Highway, beginning in Kalgoorlie in Western Australia and finishing in Sedona in South Australia. So what happens is you, you... Book a package. Yes. You you go off and you play you stop off and you play a golf hole. So you maybe play Depending on the length of the package, you maybe play three holes a day.
1: <laughs> well, I was going to say if you're in a golf buggy, you know, it's going to take you a while. <laughs> I don't think it's. I think I think. <laughs> Can you, you get taxis? <laughs>
0: I, I I think you're going to have to have a, a car. So your, your choice is the to go and play the longest golf course in the world with me, the okay. Nuller Borlig. Okay. No, I, I know you I'll think
1: skip that. I'll go for the other one. I haven't even heard about the other one yet, but I'll oh, go for it.
0: This is interesting because you're picking to go and play La Jenny in France. La Jenny. La Jenny. In France. Now,
1: can I now step in here and tell you that the French cannot name courses?
0: No, that's no Furnace Creek or Brickyard Crossing or or Boar Links. No, no, no. La Génie.
1: (laughs) La Génie in
0: France. Now, you've said this is a challenge you want to take up. Okay. It is, in fact, only a six-hole course. Okay. So the course features six holes, includes a water hazard, a large putting green and a driving range. It has a resident professional.
1: For six holes.
0: For six holes. Okay. So maybe this is the place for you. Yeah. Short course and yeah. all the rest of it. But it has a little quirk. Okay. La Genie was created in 1993 and is the only place in Europe where golf is practiced in a naturist setting, <laughs> so yeah, okay. You're going to have to play it butt naked, Des. So. Yeah. So,
1: Wouldn't be the first time, Martin. And it, it's <laughs> oh dear. Did I say that out loud?
0: It's a question of whether or not you you play la grande genie <laughs> or le petit <laughs> genie. genie. I suppose it's all going to depend on the temperature. Well,
1: I was going to say that depends on what season you're in. Yes, yeah. But but interesting. Yeah. Those
0: those are some of the weirder golf courses that that we've we've dug up. That yes. and a couple of chances. There is another one, by the way. I really want to go and play. Genuinely want to go and play. And um, I, I I saw this a, a little video about this, and it is in Nepal. And it is oh. a spectacular I'd Say looking the course. views would be good. Unbelievable. <laughs> and, it, you know, it is some climb up and down in this thing. But, I mean, it is a, again another spectacular look. Was that course. where Bill
1: Murray met the Dalai Lama? Gugungu, gugungu, gugungu. Nope. It's,
0: it's possible. I, I mean, the Lama is a big hitter. <laughs> and for anybody that doesn't get that reference, Go Watch Caddyshack, which yes. we recommended in a in a previous course, podcast as our number one golf movie of all time, an absolutely <laughs> great movie. Um but uh, and and Bill Murray as we all know, uh you know, is is a huge golf nut and uh you know plays outrageously. He's actually not a bad golfer, but it's the, his outrageous antics on the golf course uh, yes. make him <laughs> You're beloved at uh, at proams, but uh, anyway. So those are some of the challenges that I've been sort of it toying is. around with. I do like the Nullarbor Links challenge. I do like that idea of 848 Brilliant. miles and then yes. doing some other stuff. But no, you've picked to head off to France. <laughs> <Do you know, laughs> I am just wondering, <laughs> listeners. Um, you know, I do the filming on our golf tour.
1: <laughs> this could be a bit. Yeah, <laughs> this,
0: this one mm, could be a bit more mm, challenging than yes, normal. But yes, uh, yes. but anyway, there we'll, you not, go. we'll not
1: bring our wives to that one either. No. <laughs> so
0: so what else have you been uh, thinking well, about in the last yes, few days? Well,
1: I have had a, a look at a few little things, and um,
0: there was one. And there's 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 about half a
1: dozen rules that uh, amateur golfers find very confusing. Okay, so I'll hit you with a few of them. Firstly, you, you 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 smack your drive down the left-hand side of the fairway just into the rough, okay? And your ball's sitting nicely in the rough. And uh, you you pull out your seven iron and you, you press it up against the back of the ball and then the ball falls back and hits the club face. Now, you know, I would like to think, Martin, that that is a one-shot penalty, correct?
0: Well, I would have thought so because you have actually made the ball... Move. move you, you have that's, actually, in, in whatever way you put your club down, yes. you've made the ball move. You have
1: deemed to cause it to remove, yes. I think is the actual phrase. Deemed see, to cause it to remove. Uh, sorry, to move. to move. I mean, I'm sorry, <laughs> what, what is remove? I mean, that's yes. the bit I don't know. Apologies, understand. apologies. Uh, you see, a lot of people I think have got to be a bit confused with you. Know, remember the recent changes about the ball moving on the green, yes, uh, uh, from external elements. Uh, and, and you're not penalised now for that even if you have addressed it so I think a lot of people are beginning to think oh well you know it's moved in the rough it's okay it's okay no it's a one shot penalty
0: we we had one guy a number of years ago on our golf tour uh, who seemed to think that um, moving the ball was perfectly acceptable yes, yes. and uh, well, setting up but for legal reasons I think we're not we all to, know one of those yeah, sort of not, guys we're not going yes, to discuss yes. that further at this point Yeah,
1: there's another good one here uh, which you you, you don't too often come across. But, uh, well, in Ireland you probably could, but it's when the bunker is full of water. And I don't mean sort of uh, there's a lot of water in the bunker and if that's the case, you have to place the ball in the sand where it, where there is no water. But I'm talking about a case here where you get sort of the flat bunkers and they're, it's totally immersed They've in water. they become
0: mini lakes.
1: Correct, correct. The... Only option you have there is to take the ball obviously out of the bunker and place it within, uh, I think, a club length off the bunker. But that is a one shot. You have to add one shot. Uh,
0: That's a bit nasty. Do you?
1: You do. You have to add one shot.
0: What is the rule? Um, Do you have to recover the ball? from the bunker because sometimes bunkers are pretty big Yes, and if they're filled with water and, and you know let's say you and I both watched the yes. ball go in we saw the splash we know yep. it's in the bunker but when you get there and you're trying to reach it with a rake and you're a yes. about and you can't get your ball back
1: yes. disturbed a lot Yes, then,
0: then is, it, is it still only the one shot penalty? I
1: Well I think so I would have thought that as long as your opponent uh, declares that he saw it going into the bunker and it's definitely in that bunker uh, it'll only be still be the one shot sound. Yes, but,
0: but you know my mates.
1: <laughs> well, there is that too. <laughs> you
0: no, know, nope, never saw a thing. No, I think maybe maybe, yeah. it, maybe it plugged just ahead. Because when it's that wet, sometimes that's one of our other things. And we have talked about this in a previous podcast about where at Fort William at a point in time you and I developed a local rule for matches against just each other, yes. uh, not in club competitions, but against each other. That if we both agreed, we saw the ball land in the middle of the fairway. In the yes, very soft yes. conditions, and we never saw the ball again. Yeah, you know that we it was a free drop because, but it cost us a fortune in golf balls it, because was it? there were half a dozen goals <laughs> that just seemed to be very dumb. Yes. And and yeah, you yeah. know so
1: so well. Another one now is practicing on the golf course. Okay, um, now is this
0: practicing on well, the
1: day of a competition? Well, correct. This is what I'm going to, and, and they are different on the different competitions uh, because you can't practice on the golf course once you've finished the hole. Uh, you can do a little bit of putting and chipping if you want Not bunker play You can't practice the bunker play But I'll I'll clarify this Because for match play You can actually play the course on the day You know, beforehand if you yeah. want That's not a problem You can't in stroke play You know, you, you can't even If you're, say, standing at the first tee Waiting the tee off And the eighteenth green is beside you. You can't go over there and, and just putt a wee bit and see what the greens are like. You know that's not allowed in 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 stroke play, but in match play you you could go and play as many holes as you want before before. Tiano. I
0: knew we could go play in match play. Yep. I knew we couldn't go play for stroke play. Yes. I also thought in match play if you miss a putt you can like take it again because you see them doing that at the Ryder Cup or yes. in the World Match Play and all the rest of it. But I didn't think you were allowed to practice. Again, on, stroke, on a stroke, stroke play. So if no, you've missed I the putt, clar- yes, I think that's correct. And 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 then you you, you knock it in. Correct. You yep. can't go back over there and try and play it. And again, I think that's yes. practicing and that's stroke play. And yep. you're not allowed to do that. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's. You see, this is the thing about golf. There's a there's a lot of these rules that you you have to start from a basic premise and understand what it is they're trying yes. to do. Yes. And I mean, what is the difference between practising on the day of a match play match and practising on the day of a stroke play match? Well, on the course. On the course. You know, no, but what, what, yes. is the, well, what is the difference of advantage? Because it's a match play match, you're getting an advantage if the other person yes. hasn't practised on the day over one person. Yes. Whereas you're getting an advantage.
1: Well, that's what I think is so confusing because the rules are different for match play as they are to stroke play. Yeah. So, and it, it's, it's a debate that maybe they should tidy that up and, and just keep it the same for both, well, because it just confused. Now, I think, the well, I'm going on to the next one because I was going to say, yeah, I think the pros know the rules, but the, it's very confusing for a lot of amateurs. But this happened now, uh, actually, well, it didn't happen, but something similar happened when we discussed earlier with Kevin Na and Dustin Johnson playing the... the yes. Uh, Slightly different angle on this. But if you're playing a match-play-match play match against your opponent and you put the ball up to about a foot and then you go and, and tap it in, that is wrong. Yeah? Because you're putting out of turn. And you can't do that uh, because it is... It's the, not
0: the same as stroke play where you're no, allowed not. to finish. Not
1: you're allowed to do it in stroke play, but not match play. And again, the confusion between the two different uh, games. Uh, now, the actual rule is if you put it up to a foot in match play and uh, you didn't even ask your opponent and you just went and potted it on in, it's not a penalty, but your opponent can ask you to play that putt again after he has played his putt because it's the furthest putt is the next to go.
0: Oh, I am so using that in this upcoming <laughs> season of the Renegade Players too. So in our match play that. classic, I'm pretty sure that, that's the sort of thing. It's a bit like when we watched Kevin Na put a friendly arm on uh, Dustin's <laughs> shoulder and explained to him where he'd gone wrong. Honestly, Dustin's face indicated no. a level of interest in Kevin Nash. I would say uh,
1: Dustin has probably got himself a nice dartboard at home with Kevin Na's picture up against it. I, you know? I think so. And, and
0: yet, by the way, Kevin Nash was completely in the in the right as far as I was concerned on that particular. Uh, yeah. You know, yes. situation. Oh,
1: he was. He was. Uh, another, maybe, final one is um, you're you're putting from off the green, okay? Bit of sand in front of you. doesn't
0: happen to me often. I'm very yeah. much a greens in regulation <laughs> man myself. <laughs> well, well, actually, it's very
1: strange because we have a new uh, crowd of architects at Down at Our Glass called Car Golf, and they're making the aprons very large now around the greens. So, uh, 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 you, Allowing you to putt a lot more, you know, from off the green But the one I'm I'm going to talk to you now about it Is one that caught out Rory, if you remember a few years back That you're a couple of of feet off the green There's a bit of sand in front of you And there's a lot of sand on the green Because somebody's been mucking about with a bunker And Rory went and he brushed the sand in the rough And then he brushed the sand on the green And he was penalised Because you're not allowed to clean the sand in the rough. Of actually,
0: I thought what he was going to get penalised for and what you were about to tell me was that he was getting penalised because he wasn't yet on the green. He couldn't actually clear the sand in the green, but it's the, it's the sand.
1: It's the sand where the sand is, is the problem.
0: Well, I mean one of the techniques we've all employed over the years for such a situation is the practice shot in front of our ball which knocks the sound <laughs> well, out of Yes, there's that too. <laughs> you know, but uh, a bit of a swish and yeah. it's gone. But I think I think you see those are the the subtle nuances of mm-hmm. of the of the rules. Interestingly, uh, our mate Scotty, who makes regular oh, appearances yeah, on this I podcast, um, despite never actually appearing on the podcast, in fact realistically, we're not even sure he listens to this podcast, which is (laughs) very odd. But anyway, he putts from miles off the green. He has so little confidence in his chipping that frequently you will see Scotty from 30, 40, 50 yards out. Hitting it up with a putter. And and to be fair, the results over the years have not been that horrendous. He's well, actually done okay.
1: They are a lot better than his chipping.
0: Yeah, yes. but his, <laughs> you know, but to reach the point, so he he will be happier. The bigger the aprons are the yeah. the quicker oh, yes. the quicker you can get your putter out, the <laughs> happier he's going there to be. Is
1: just one, one one last one, sorry. It is when your ball is on the wrong green and you're it's quite close to the green you're meant to be on. You must take relief off that green. Okay. You can't you cannot put that green from that green over the rough onto your green. Now that the doesn't only apply, exception of course, if there are double greens. I was just the going to the exception. Yes, there's the, the odd
0: the odd double green. I was going yes. right, we have double one double are green are the at, exception. at Malone in Eden Derry, which is the double green between the second and the sixth.
1: Okay, yes. yes uh, as, you, as you come yes. down. So I mean I was oh. just
0: suddenly thinking about I
1: don't remember, I, I, I think, I can't do this out of my head, I think there are seven double greens that are at St. Andrews.
0: Oh, it's, it's something like yeah, that. Yeah, yes.
1: so, I mean, those are different, Do you're like
0: those. Yeah, Well, and I mean, they are a fair old size, but, I mean, again, there are there a are lot of these little rules that, you know, I would suspect are broken week in, week out. Yes. And in the grand scheme of things, they make no difference to your average game. But, yes. um, but actually I, in reality, I yes. wonder on a, on a standard day, all joking aside, if you had rules officials who just followed golfers around a club tournament and came in and said, look, we're going to teach you a few lessons mm-hmm. about the rules of golf, et cetera, et cetera. And you put rules official out with each group and each four ball that came in and the rules official goes three of that group. Are to be disqualified Because they <laughs> yeah. They made mistakes They the penalty shots So only Des Has actually played At clean well, point But be, do you know what I mean
1: Yes but I mean How many Amateur golfers Have ever Set their hands On the rule book And I mean If you get the rule book It is quite A sizable Little manual for, to, just to have a few rules about golf.
0: Yeah, for, fortunately, a number of years ago, somebody gave me an an abbreviated, almost like a you know a, a dummy's guide to the rules, and for a number of years, I carried that in my golf bag until it kind of fell apart. Uh-huh. But it was it was quite a good little laminated book with about twenty pages in it, and you could you know flick through mm-hmm. to get to get rules, um, and even then. I'm sure we made a load of mistakes over the years. But I I think that's the the thing. The pros can't be allowed to, and with television, the pros don't get away with anything because what you get is somebody watching at home going, wait. He broke the rules. Yes. And and they start emailing Sky, and Sky then exactly. said, oh, Bill from Preston just said that, uh, you know, Matt Kutcher may have uh, committed a file. And, yes, and, and then yes. they go back and study it on TV. And, C- correctly. Yeah,
1: they're they so scrutinised. The
0: thing the thing I discovered a number of years ago, I was reading a book, no surprise to most of you who know me, um, but I was reading a book, and it said that it was, one of the chapters was on the art of of actually uh, psyching out your opponent on the golf course. Uh And they said one of the things that frequently psychs out, I mean, for example, people are known to mark their ball with a golf umbrella. So you can put the golf umbrella down right at the back of the ball and then lift the ball away. There is nothing that specifies what you must mark the ball with. And the guy said, you know, it could be something as daft as going out and putting down a car battery. (laughs) (laughs) You know, As long as it marks the point where your ball has to go back, there's nothing in the rules. But it will psych your opponent out because he's going to put, he's going, hang on a second, there's an umbrella lying (laughs) across the thing. and. It, you haven't actually as far as I understand it broken any rules but it is gamesmanship yes. of the highest and of that course. of course goes against the code yes, the yes, code yes. that we gentlemen golfers of course it's gentleman's the, the gentlemen golfers yes. like to follow <laughs> um, albeit I would like to say to my fellow gentlemen on the Renegade Players Tour <laughs> not convinced we've always stuck no, to that code th-
1: I'll be honest there's not many gentlemen on the Renegade Players Tour <laughs> but, but, but also uh, that,
0: that was the other thing I, I don't know if we, we actually have talked about about this in the podcast before, but the one thing I had to train myself to do is if I was out playing golf with people I didn't know particularly well, I had to restrain from the things that are standard to our nights out in the regular players. And one of the things that I I did, and I made a mistake one time I was playing with some gentlemen in a corporate golf game and it was quite a tight match and we'd arrived at about the 16th and this boy carved his ball towards the bunker. And did depreciate my yellow. Get in,
1: <laughs> get in the bunker. As you're blowing furiously through the air at it. <laughs> oh, he did. He
0: didn't see the funny side of it. No. And also, I was playing at another corporate event in Spain one time, and there was quite a an upper crust Englishman in the group, and uh, he hits this. Steamer of a ball uh, down the middle of this fairway from an elevated tee, and it hung up there and it fell right down the middle. And I turned to him and said, fantastic shot. I haven't seen anybody hit a five wood better than that ever. I did it. <laughs> he did his driver and he was really, he, he wasn't amused. But then I stood up. Took my driver and knocked my ball about a yard past his, and uh-huh. he just turns to me and goes, "What do you have? A four and a half wood?" <laughs> and to this day I realise you've got to be careful. Too,
1: but yes, there are too many out there that take the, the game too seriously, you know, and that's what that, that 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 I don't like, and I hate coming up against those because because you, you have to restrain yourself for the full eighteen holes. But well, uh,
0: one of the other ones, one of the other ones that I love doing. Um, which is when we're on our, our tour is fairly frequent and every, every guy on the tour will have, will have faced this particular one. And it's when it's your turn to drive off and you stand up and you, you do the practice swing and I go, he missed it. <laughs> <laughs> but again, people who don't you know you that well, you a wee they bit of a look. Yes, do not get yes. the funny side no, of that. No, and, no. Um, but These are the things we've said about one of the things about in the footsteps of Giants, what we want people to do is actually have some fun playing golf. You have to. We're not going to be tour pros. We're not going to go out. You've got to have some fun. Now, that doesn't mean, you know, I've seen some videos on, on Tinternet. Uh, which basically show people running each other over in golf buggies. I'm not, I'm <laughs> no. not encouraging that sort of yes, behavior. No, Albeit, no. I, I do remember you trying to feign a neck injury when somebody touched the back of your golf buddy <laughs> yeah. one, buggy once. Golf buddy, golf buggy. Um, yes. Well, uh, now we've been seen to
1: chase each other a few times with those buggies, you know. But that's another. <laughs> we'll not go there. We're not going. Actually, but one thing has uh, just um, sprung to mind, and I think it's one of the a, a few pods ago where I thought um, there are some golf rules that need to change. And you disagreed with me, I think, in all of them.
0: I think the word vehemently. Yes. Comes yes, into yes. Play here.
1: And I think you got a few tweets about it. To, I, I to think there ease were, up. there were a, were a
0: few people who felt that I had treated Des with a certain amount of um, disdain when he had introduced <laughs> ideas and, and that you other did. people. <laughs> yes, but that's the advantage of yes. of, a, of a podcast. Well, we can express our honest opinions, of
1: course. and and thankfully we, we've known each other for a few years. But <laughs> the one, the one, rather what, a lot. What are the ones that uh I don't think I brought in is the provisional ball
0: rule. Okay. Is this so, for use in Northern Ireland? Uh, well, we've, no, we've, steady, always, steady. we've always had a slight <laughs> issue with provisional.
1: <laughs> yes, we have. A, it's probably known as a jury, yes I know, <laughs> but uh no, but you hit a ball and and you hit it into the trees or you hit it into the gorse at our glass or whatever. You must Obviously I think it's one of the rules That most golfers do know You must say I'm going to play A provisional And then you hit Your second ball down Generally To you, the you, exact you,
0: same spot well, You hit your you know, first
1: one But the other thing People don't Some realise about that I mean if you hit Your provisional Or you top it Maybe only 50 yards down They think you have to go And look for the other ball First And declare it lost Before They don't realise You can't play That provisional ball on
0: Yes you can
1: And then Now that's a rule That I think a lot of people Go oh, yeah, That's a stupid rule You know You should be Just say okay I'm going to reload You know and But you'll get these marmy guys Who'll go Oh you didn't call provisional You know Well I did No you didn't Well I think I found I did No you know, So I You know I think you should be allowed Just to play a second ball And then look For the first ball And if you don't find the first ball Go back to the second ball
0: I, I I don't disagree. In fact, on this occasion, Ooh, I think Des is making goodness. a semi-valid point. Oh. But and and listeners, I'd like you to note that I have partially agreed with Des. <laughs> um, but but what I think you you clearly have to do, and what you've always have to do, is say, "I have just hit a tight list four yes. into the into the gorse on the right." I am playing now another ball, which is a Titleist two. Yes, because it's amazing how many people. Hit two balls roughly into the gorse, yes. find one of them and they always find the first, first ball. One, yes. They nobody <laughs> nobody ever goes, Yes, I found my provisional.
1: And <laughs> then I and then when I turn around to you and I say, Martin, you're gonna hit that one? Well here's my ball. But Martin, that's a pinnacle. <laughs> <laughs> now you know you're cut out. <laughs>
0: yeah, there, there. Um, again, there are a few stories from many years ago of, of situations that we we, we discovered that. Yes. But uh, let's not spoil a perfectly yeah. good podcast no. <laughs> um, with reminiscences of uh, other people's e- evil doings. Um, but anyway, so. Um, Anything else that we want to sort of generally talk about tonight? I have a couple of minor points. Um, Do you know, I only discovered today that in the history of the PGA Tour, there have only been six occasions where a player has lost a six-shot lead. Nobody's ever lost a seven-shot lead to win a tournament but there have been six occasions.
1: A six shot lead going into the final round.
0: 6 You've you you've led by a clear six That's shots going okay. into the final round. And here are the list of players. I was players. going to say
1: Rory at the Masters 10 years ago, but that wasn't it. He He'd only have four shot he had lead. He'd only have four yes. shot lead. Okay.
0: But I mean, actually, um, and it's, it happens rarely enough. You know, you would suddenly think, yeah, if you're yeah. six shots clear and a pro, you would expect to win. Here are the people who have actually managed to lose it. We go all the way back for the first one to 1928. Now, only three or four of our listeners will (laughs) will remember this. But Bobby Cruikshanks lost a six-shot lead. Means nothing to any of us. I mean, with
1: a name like that, he's bound to lose a six-shot
0: lead. In 1969, Gay Brewer lost a six-shot lead. I'm making no comment. No, but if you can't hold on to a six-shot lead, yeah, you might be. <laughs> <laughs> in 1983 Hal Sutton uh lost a six shot lead to of all people Calvin Pete Oh
1: I remember Calvin
0: uh, Calvin, yes. Calvin has uh, uh is is named for one of the suites in our recording yes. complex um but uh, and we met him do, do you remember really? we met Calvin Pete No Calvin Pete was at the 2001 induction at the World Golf Hall of Fame oh, when yes. we gate-crashed it. Correct. Uh, correct. And that story we told in a, in a yes, previous podcast. I've just remembered Calvin right. Peet was now one he was of the ones one who had the funny left arm or something. That yes, is... he had fallen out of a tree as a child yes. or something, broken yes. his arm, and it hadn't been properly yeah. reset. But he and led and the and way. It, Tiger Woods would... attributes Calvin Peet with being one of the inspirations yeah. for golf. Because I think i'm I'm not sure if Calvin Pete was the first african American to to actually win yeah. a professional golf tournament
1: but and i and I think Eamon Darcy taught him how to swing after he fell into that tree
0: uh, well, it certainly was yeah. a swing maybe not not, maybe not not unreminiscent, but getting to the ones that people might remember who are her listeners uh, to this uh, Sergio Garcia lost uh, a, a six shot lead in the Wells Fargo championship in two thousand and five. Ended up in a playoff against Jim Furyk and Vijay Singh, and Vijay Singh went on to win. Mm -hmm. In uh, uh, 2012, Spencer Levin managed to drop a six-shot lead in the waste management, opened at Phoenix. And where did did he go? Never heard of him, but he got beaten by Kyle Stanley, who is still hanging about. And then finally, in 2017... World number one Dustin Johnson
1: oh. shot
0: a 77 in the final round of the WGC HSBC Champions competition and was beaten by Justin Rose, who'd closed with a 67.
1: Ah, uh, yes. No. I'm getting mixed up. I wasn't the sound. I'm trying to think. Remember the time? No, that's Let's that's Whistling Straits yes, w- yes, when he lost. Right, and it was Martin right. Keimer
0: yes, who ended yeah, up right. as the beneficiary when Dustin okay. Johnson was penalized, that's right. literally standing on the green when he thought he'd either won it or got to the playoff, and then he was told, "No, no, no. you've been assessed with a penalty for." You see, see these golfers that don't know the rules, Martin. But I actually find that interesting that no player has ever lost a seven-shot lead. Because you would assume that somebody over the years has had a a seven-shot lead and then fallen over to one of their shoelaces, coming undone, broken their ankle. (laughs) I
1: take it you haven't done uh, the Renegade Players Tour. There might be one or two who have lost a
0: seven-shot lead there. (laughs) Actually, um, I'm pretty sure... I've done it. Well, look, in well, fact, I can tell you, I absolutely did do it, and I can tell you where I did uh, lose it as well. Um, and this is on an upcoming podcast, so you can await for the full story. But I had we played three rounds at Fan Court, oh well, links, and and but the third the third round was on the the Fan Court links, yes. And I took at least a six-shot lead into oh, that, oh. having played brilliantly the the day before yeah. uh, on a 36-hole day. I had two great rounds of golf and led by at least six, and ended up losing on countback to Scotty, who's making his second oh, appearance in good. the. Yeah, yeah.
1: We'll and the only
0: it. reason the only reason I ended up on countback, which he won because he had the better final day, um. Was because I birdied the seventeenth for four points. Oh
1: dear! Okay, you know, so
0: I actually lost. Uh, lost that. That lead. so. Un- unfortunately, I can even comment on the fact that I know I've done it.
1: Okay. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll keep that story, and, uh, and we'll expand on it gleefully the next the next podcast. I, I don't think we need to expand <laughs>
0: gleefully, but I, I I do think it's uh, it, it's. Um, but, you know, one has to own up to one's own mistakes. You do. You yeah. know, and, and, mm-hmm. and I do think from that point of view, we, we've all had our, our moments.
1: Well, well, yes. And uh, Castle Rock comes to mind um, going up the first
0: Martin. Um, <laughs> oh, that's a completely which- different story. and <laughs> We have absolutely no need to actually talk to that story. Yeah. But th- thank you. Thank you again for um, r- <laughs> r- reminding me. Anything else you'd uh, like to talk about in our in our little roundup oh, well, program here?
1: I, uh, I I think I'm just looking forward to uh, not only being able to play uh, four ball golf again because, of course, we're we're early April and we're only playing two ball golf. Two ball golf actually is very good, and I've heard a lot of people now at the club saying how efficient it is. How nice, well, it's pace. bound to be efficient. Yeah, it's a nice pace. We're doing uh, uh 15 holes in a two ball in approximately two and a half hours, so you know there's a lot to be said for it. But I really I do miss the four ball golf with the, the crack and the merriment. And, and, and
0: uh, certainly, when the Renegade Players Tour starts in May, we will hopefully be yes, back to back the um, four ball yeah, place. four ball golf, yes. Ab- absolutely, yes. Okay. Well, look, uh, thank you all very much for listening. This was a slightly different sort of episode where we, we talked about a range of subjects that um, some of which will be particularly relevant at the time you listen to this podcast. Some of them might even actually be a little bit out of date because breaking news in a couple of weeks' time uh, won't be breaking news anymore. No. It'll be old news. But but again, the debate around it is always um, what interests us as well uh, when we're recording these. We're, as I say, getting back to our normal um episodes uh, in the very near future now that lockdown is is easy please also if you are listening to this uh, please hit the subscribe button as you know there's no costs involved in subscribing it just means that the the episodes download automatically or follow or follow, whichever, whichever, wherever you get your podcasts, Correct. you know, there'll be slightly different rules, but uh, feel free to help. Also, if you'd uh, like to send us anything on our Twitter account, and we're hoping shortly to add an additional sort of uh, interaction forum, but at the moment we're still uh, live on Twitter. And so if you've any queries or anything to send through, thank you very much indeed to those of you who have sent queries over the last few months and enabled us to have a few other debating points. Um, For us, it it makes it easy to do. We do this um, for fun. We do this because we enjoy it. And and we do it because we're bluntly golf nuts and uh, have been for a very long period (laughs) of time. And uh, just enjoy the opportunity of of chatting about golf to this wider audience. Um, On behalf of In the Footsteps of Giants, uh, my name is Martin. And my name's Desi. And uh, hopefully, we will see you all again very, very soon. And... uh, Start enjoying your golf, people. It's back.